Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast, and I'm here with my guest, just kidding, it's just me again. Um, I figure I can do these on my own pretty good, and my schedule's pretty loaded this week, and weekend especially, so I didn't really have too much time to reach out to find a guest, and you know, most of my weeks is, you know, contained with watching film, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, um, at BaconGamesFantasySports.com, um, <laughs> then you can, uh, and you see where a lot of my time goes during the week when I'm not actually doing my day job. Uh, so, you know, I don't really have too much time to reach out to people. But, um, you know, this, this next week will be different. I might have a guest on, or I might not. I, I figure, you know, it's pretty up in the air when I know what I'm going to do with these podcasts. So, anyway, um, I do, I guess, want to talk about on the podcast, the one bit of news, really, is the Le'Veon Bell getting cut. Um, it seems like, as of recording this, which is 6.07 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, he's deciding between two teams, Miami, and Miami might throw substantial, if you're watching me on Twitch, you can watch me on Twitch, substantial, in, in air quotes, um... Miami is throwing substantial linear quotes money at Le'Veon Bell, possibly. So that's interesting. Also, I hear the Patriots might be late suitors. There's there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, I'm not I'm not sure where he's gonna land. Uh, the Bills would be I wouldn't hate it. Miami would be I think Miami would be just terrible. They would have I think one of the more crowded, probably even the most crowded in terms of even rank name recognition. Right? They have well, they've got Gaskin, who's been I think really good this year. They'd have Le'Veon Bell. They'd have Jordan Howard, and they'd have um. Matt Breida, which is just a ridiculously, uh, probably like if you if you like amalgamated all those salaries together, if they throw a substantial amount of money at him, it could be like I don't know, like kind of or like I uh, probably like I don't even know how much actually. Let's look that up. I really want to look that up because I feel like that's like like eleven million or twelve million plus just tied up this year in uh in like uh cap space in in the um in the Miami backfield, which is kind of crazy, right? Like. Uh, they could just put that towards one good player and have, like, a rookie backup and be all good. Like, that'd be pretty crazy. Let's look at the team ca- salary caps real quick. I'm pulling up on Spotrack, Spotrack. I really have no idea how to say this. I feel like it should be Sport Track, but it's S-P-O-T-R-A-C, which is just crazy. I feel like that would just have been, like, a misspelling, right, or, or some dumb shit like that that just got it like this, right? But I don't know. Anyway, um, let's look at the... Um, let's just search, yeah, running backs, okay, so, all right, Jordan Howard is 4.7, Matt Breida is 3.2, and then Gaskin is, like, 7, I guess he's not getting paid anything, but, I mean, if they put Le'Veon Bell for, like, I don't know, let's say, like, 4 mil, that's, like, 13 or 14 mil with, between all these four guys, which, honestly, you could afford, like, a really good running back besides that, you know, for that kind of money, right, um, and then just use, like, you know, the last bit of it for, for Miles Gaskin. I mean, if you were just taking, if these were all four, like it was going to be Howard and Brita, like four, three, plus maybe four for Levin, but that's like 11 bucks. You put that there was a really good running back, you know? <laughs> uh, it's just weird to me, man, you know? Um, but anyway, that's enough of the news stuff. I usually cover that on stream, but um, for the podcast, at least, let's just go through. We're going to run through these, uh, these games as quick as possible, because um, it usually takes a while, over an hour. So let's start with Denver at the Patriots. That's the first game we're going to cover. Um, I've got Patri- the Patriots here. Like, I think most people would be on the Patriots. Um, and then the line is... What do we have the line for the Patriots game? Oh, my God. I should have this all right in front of me, but it is a little bit annoying. Um, so let's look for New England. Yeah, so it's nine and a half. New England being favored. That's a big line. Um, I think we take Denver there. Yeah, Denver plus nine and a half. I like... 
uh, a lot better than in New England minus, minus nine half. I mean, look, New England's offense was pretty pathetic. I know it was Hoyer last week, and they're going to have Cam back. Um, hopefully, he's just as healthy as he, healthy as he was before. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm a little worried about the Patriots. I'm curious about Damien Harris, though. This is the guy I'm definitely going to be watching, because if he can take over the Sony Michelle role and be an effective runner like Sony used to be, you know, a year or two ago, when he had, like, almost a 1,000 yards back-to-back, uh, that could be a really valuable position, and that's why I drafted Sony Michelle in a lot of my best ball leagues. It's because, you know, if you have, like, a consistent running back guy, because New England obviously flips a bunch of their running backs. Obviously, we know this because we know Bill Belichick, and we know Rex Burkett gets three touchdown games and does nothing the next next week. Come on. We have all seen this before. Pretty sure two years ago it was, like, in the first week, and everyone was like, oh, get Rex, he might be the guy, and he never is. He never fucking is. So we don't know between those random guys, but if Damien Harris can take over a Sonny Michelle role, I-, I would love that. You know, him and James White could really run the show with, you know, those weird three touchdown games coming in, anyway, from, like, Brock Bolden or whoever the fuck's still on that team. Yeah, you know, but, um... I- I'm-, I'm curious in this game to really see what, what Damien Harris has to offer, because he had a pretty good, uh what week three at this point now or week week four at this point yeah so it uh it, it should definitely be an interesting game um i think melvin gordon will play i want to say that i mean he was practicing today so that's a good sign maybe i think uh the coach i think was oh, vic fangio right i think fangio said either thursday or friday they would have uh an i don't not opinion but they would have uh the decision made on if Belvin Gordon's going to be inactive or reactive for the game, so that'll give you some time, but obviously Philip Lindsay, even if, you know, he has to split Melvin Gordon, I still think is a pretty fun option to look at. Uh, I think that coming into the year, this would be like most of the years with Philip Lindsay, you know. Thank God he's not hurt anymore, so should, he should be okay now to go. He's at the bye week. Obviously the weird bye week, but he's had the bye week now. Uh, so if we get Lindsay here, I think he could get close to, you know, the same amount of touches he gets every year, because he's always splitting carries, and he's been good the past two years, you know, as long as he's been in the NFL, so kind of feels like a must-add, um, kind of would be great even without him, maybe we'd see some more Royce Freeman, which I think we would definitely see more Royce Freeman, but I think Philip Brinkley's probably a start either way, um, I, I, I think New England wins this game too. I, I I know I glossed over that a little bit. We're gonna take New England. We're gonna take New England one with or against the points or whatever. You know, minus nine and a half is, or I'm sorry, we're taking Denver plus nine and a half because I think that the offense was stagnant. I think we talked about this a little bit just in the beginning. The offense is stagnant. Um, I don't know how much Edelman and Harry can carry this team when I think the cornerbacks for Denver are actually pretty good. You know, they're rookies, they're young guys, and Belichick obviously can pick on young guys. More young quarterbacks than anything else, right? But uh, I still think, surprisingly, Denver has a pretty decent defense. Um, I think we probably count them out of any kind of playoff picture at this point, because, I don't know, they seem to be pretty hurt. I don't know how good Locke is. You know, the quarterback play's not great. They have, like, three maybe receivers, you know, counting Cortland Sutton, but he's obviously not playing. Uh, Jerry Judy, I love. Um, I love him as a fantasy guy, too. And Lindsay, I love, too. But we really talk about this offensive line going to be that good against the Patriots defense. I I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. The defense has been pretty good. You know, they've got two good safeties. They've got Callahan, who I like. I like Ojemudia, I think. Chubb, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this defense enough, but <sighs> I think the Patriots are going to win this <sighs> Young quarterbacks don't fare well against Belichick. He's still got a very talented defense. Gilmore's off the COVID IR, so we should be pretty good for this one. But, you know, Denver back to recover. I don't hate that. Nine and a half points is a lot. Um, so I it just kind of feels... I know this is in New England, too, which, you know, is fine, I guess. But um, I, I think Denver could back to recover. I don't think they'll win this game. So we're going to go New England straight up, and that's going to be pretty much it. All right. Um, oh, yeah, we start Judy. Tim Patrick, you probably don't start. 
uh, against the Patriots defense. Even though it's not as good as it was last year, still pretty good defense. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be starting him. I, I would only start Judy and Fant, not starting Locke. For the Patriots, I guess you can start. I, I guess you can start. I want to say Harry, but I know I don't. You, can, you definitely can't start Harry. And then Edelman, I guess. Well, we'll we'll go with Edelman. He, he's he's a start for me. Uh, Harris and all those guys, I would just watch and see. I'm not ready to commit to any kind of um any kind of running backs on the Patriots yet. So not gonna happen. All right, moving on. We got Tennessee and Houston. I'm taking Tennessee straight up, and I'm taking Tennessee minus three and a half. That's easy for me. It's very easy for me. Um, Tennessee's a really good team. Um, they kind of fuck people around with the COVID situation, obviously. Uh, but I still really like Tennessee. Um, let's check to see, uh, what it looks like for the injury report for Tennessee. I don't think it's too bad, if I'm remembering correctly. Clowney is actually not practicing. Oh, okay, you know what it is? It is worse than I thought. Brown and Clowney not practicing. It's not great. Um, Vaccaro is limited today. That's okay. He'll probably play. Lawan limited. Kelly limited. It's a little early to really tell. You know, Friday we'll get a more clear picture, and on Sunday we'll get an even more clear picture. But, um, yeah, wait, they haven't released Thursday for, um, the Texans, which is interesting, or I haven't seen it at least. Um, but I mean, it looks like they're pretty okay here. Uh, Cole, uh, Tunsil is limited practice, but I don't think that means too much. Um, so I mean, we'll just monitor Brown and Clowney going forward, but even without those guys, this, this team is just, is a very complete, easy, good team. Um, they're getting Simmons back right? I think he should be playing, right? Uh, I, I, I want to say he is. Let me, let me check. PF, PFF usually, like, keeps up with, uh, you know, what's going on, like, with the guys, and if, if they have, yeah, it looks like Simmons is going to play, so that's fine. I don't think he was, he wasn't even on the injury report, and I think he's just, he's ready to go. Simmons has been really good. You know, this, again, testament to guys, you know, who were injured coming into the draft doesn't really mean much to me. Like, these guys, you're drafting these guys for the long haul, and when they come back, they will be good. Um, you know, I think Sims projected to be like a like an, a uh, top ten pick, and he's selected nineteenth. He didn't play for half the season last year, but for what he played this year, he's been great. Um, and totally worth it. So that's pretty good. Um, the defense is good. You know, I'm a huge fan of Fulton. Um, I I'm just very into him. The front front uh I guess five. God, I feel like we're talking about front five a lot now. Uh, is good. You know, no one has linebackers. Um, I like Bayard. He's good. Um, the offense. Ryan Tannehill is just a monster, man. Uh, Johnny Smith has looked pretty good. The offensive line has, you know, looked worse because they're missing one of their guys that they let go in for agency and then decides to sign Derrick Henry instead. Eh, it kind of feels like a mistake. Um, I, a lot of people were watching that Tuesday night game, right? And I know Derrick Henry had two touchdowns, but man, did he really earn those two touchdowns? I don't know. These, these weird plays to the outside where Derrick Henry breaks three tackles but loses a yard because he's just running out of bounds for some stupid reason just blows my mind. This guy is not a smart runner. He never falls forward. He's a big dude that doesn't use his up and up and down ability, up and down the field ability. He just goes side to side sometimes and it's fucking stupid. He should immediately just be running you know, these, these small gap plays just right up the middle, breaking easy tacklers. Don't And if you force him outside, he's just going to go out of bounds and, and not get tackled, but he's going to lose yards. He's just... It really frustrates me. I feel like you put a guy like, I don't know, you just give Derrick Henry a little bit more smarts with that big-ass body, and he can just truck people. I know he did that cool stiff arm to Josh Norman, and I know he makes these great fucking unbelievable plays, and he was really good in the playoffs, and he rushed the most last year, and he had the most rushing guards in the league. But, like, dude, he's just not that good of a runner. Um, and I worry about his longevity. Um, even this year, I worry about his longevity. He's still getting a lot of carries, and he had over 300 last year, deep into the playoffs, so I do worry about that, but... <clears throat> I'll settle for Tannehill being a really good quarterback, um, 
and hopefully Brown can play because I'm pretty sure Cody uh, Corey Davis is on the <clears throat> injury report still, which sucks. But anyway, I like this team. Houston has a myriad of problems. Um, Cooks is at least showing up, and I think Fuller is a legit wide receiver one. So they have a good. I mean, I like I like David Johnson enough as one could like David Johnson. You know, low RB two for fantasy and in real life, I think. But you know, he's fine. Um, just the offensive line is really bad outside of Larry Tunsil, and. They kind of knew that coming into the season and didn't really wasn't really able to address it. I didn't like who they drafted last year uh, in the on the line to help that out because they got sniped by the Eagles who picked a pick before them who traded up to get the pick before them. And uh, yeah, I just I don't like this Houston line. It's pretty terrible, and the defense is pretty fucking terrible. So I'm not really sure where the good here is outside of Watson, Fuller, Cooks. It's pretty much it, right? Um, Watt has been fine, I think. Whitney Merciless has been okay. Cunningham's been okay. I don't like Roby. I don't like Murray. I don't like Vernon Hargreaves. I don't like these guys. Eric Reed, right? That's the guy's name. Justin Reed. God, I get him, him and Justin and Eric Reed confused every, every fucking week. Um, but this defense just isn't very good. Um, I think Tannehill's gonna eat him up. I don't really care who the receivers are too much. The defense will be good enough to stop the offense, especially if Clowney can play. Um, I think this is kind of a no-brainer, Tennessee. Um... Yeah, a 4-0 is probably a little too much. I think this team probably wins 10 games out of the year. And this is definitely one they can lose um, because it's hard to doubt Watson sometimes. But, man, the Houston team just goes a bit, goes up against really, really tough opponents a lot. Um, and uh, thank God they got that softball win versus the Jags because the Jags kind of gamed them because they have no defense. But the Titans actually do have a defense, and uh, I feel like they're going to be able to stop Houston in a division game that should be pretty fucked. Um, but I would start most of these guys in fantasy. Like, you can start Tannehill easily because Houston is a terrible defense. You're starting Deshaun Watson. You're starting Cooks. New coach. Obviously, Bill O'Brien didn't know what he was doing when he was trading for Brandon Cooks. Didn't know how to use him. Gave up too much for him not to use him at all. But Cronell, Romeo Cronell seems to know what he's doing, so at least we got that. Um, so those guys are startable. David Johnson is startable. I don't want to start Aikens. So you start Janu, I, I guess. I... Still not seeing a lot of great stuff on film for him, but I think Tannehill's just not even throwing him open. I want to say that, but I don't really think he's throwing open. I think he's just hitting him in the right spots, and he's running just, like, normal tight end routes. He's probably, like, a fine tight end overall. Um, I think just Tannehill's a really good quarterback, and that that's enough to have him on the team. Uh, Henry's a start. Um, if Brown's going, Brown's a start. Not too much else to say. I don't think there are really any guys on the cusp. Um, I'm starting Cooks, though. Even, even with a tough defense, they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Tennessee, I'm pretty sure. They could get, the time possession could be like a 25-35 split, right, 60, yeah, um, which could limit some of the upside for Cooks, but I think they're finally using him a little bit correctly, um, and Fuller's a great wide receiver, so there's just no reason not to start him, uh, but yeah, I got Tennessee, and then I got Tennessee with the points, which is good. Then the next game, oh, this is a tough one for me, it is Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna take Cleveland straight up, and then Pittsburgh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh straight up, and then Cleveland plus three and a half, should, I'm sorry, that's the way I'm gonna do it, um, I was not high on Pittsburgh coming into the year. Uh, I was way higher on Cleveland. I thought the offense for Pittsburgh wouldn't click, but I guess I underestimated their ability to draft wide receivers because they have a pretty um, interesting three-wide receiver duo. Um, we've got Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, if he can stay healthy for an entire fucking game, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not super high on Ben. I think Baker is probably a better quarterback, especially in play action. Um, but he's able to do just enough for them to win games, especially when we have... Uh, such a good defensive line in Pittsburgh. Like, it is not even, like, it's it's just leagues above every other defensive line in the league. Just, just leagues, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you could disagree with that. 
if you don't, like, take my word and you want to, like, go look at it or something like that, just, I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to tell you. This is just a great defensive line, and you'd be silly not to understand that. You would be stu- you would just be straight up stupid not to understand that or see that with the amount of pressures they get. Um, I, it, it does make it kind of hard to tell who is the best one there. I think it's probably Watt, um, but Tewitt's been really good, Hayward's been really good, Bud Dupree's been really good. They've all been good. Uh, I, at least, I think so. Um... Minka, unfortunately, hasn't been playing too good, and the rest of the secondary I don't think is very good anyway, so definitely definitely a little tough here, um, I, I think, uh, in the secondary, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm not super high on them like I think other people are, besides the fact that the offensive line I think is getting a little overrated still, um, but I think it will be enough to beat Cleveland. I This game is kind of cliche as a, you know been, it's been sounding in my tweets and been kind of cliche overall. It's gonna come down to who's better this week, the offensive line or the de- the offensive line of Cleveland or the defensive line of the Steelers. Um, because if they're able to slow down the running game and they're gonna force Baker into uncomfortable situations, play actions are pretty risky. You know, even even if Baker does uh, his best work on play actions, you know that is kind of a risky thing to turn around and see just a TJ Watt in your face after handing after pretending to hand off the ball to uh, Kareem Hunt. You know that could be kind of yikes. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see these two lines go at each other. Um, OBJ hopefully will play. It looks like Landry and OBJ are on the injury report. OBJ has an illness. I think it might be flu-type symptoms, even. So it's kind of weird that they wouldn't know it was corona already. But, I mean, he did get sent home. I don't know. That, that's it's interesting. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on that, for sure. The injuries are going to be pretty important. I'm pretty sure Green Hunt's also on the uh, on the injury report. So that's, that's a no-good one. Um... Let's look it up real quick, because I do want to make sure. I don't want to... I don't want to fuck that up, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is for... Well, Landry, you know, his hip and ribs, which, again, I thought he was healthy last week. He seemed kind of like that. Even with the two drops he had last week, he seemed healthy, but his thing with... That was the offseason surgery, right? So that's not good. Har- Harrison's still not playing with a, with a concussion. That's not good. Yeah, it just says Beckham injury illness. I, I, th- I thought it was flu-type symptoms. Interesting. I think Baker's going to play, no problem. Um, but, I mean, it could be a problem if he gets you know, murdered, <laughs> we'll see, um, not too much really going on the, on the other side for the Steelers, which is another reason why I think I like them a little bit, um, I just want to see Greedy Williams get down the field, you know, I, I still don't think it's happening, from what I can tell from this injury report, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen again this week, he must still be on the IR, um, so that's pretty yikes, you know, uh, Cleveland doesn't have their first, or their second round pick, I want to say, from the draft, yeah, the second round pick from the draft, the safety, so that's kind of yikes, um, it just, uh, it, it doesn't feel, feels like things are trending in the wrong direction for Cleveland, but, you know, I am taking them plus three. I really, I really feel like I might switch that to just straight up Pittsburgh minus three, uh, depending on the health, uh, of, of their, you know, star offensive players, because they have one of the better offenses in the league, and Steelers do have the best line in the league, and a pretty good defense, probably like a top five defense, top ten defense, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game. This is probably the, my second favorite game of the week to watch. Yeah, I think this is going to be my second favorite game. Maybe my third even, actually. Or maybe my... No, th- this is definitely up there. This is top five, for sure. Maybe even... Probably top four. Probably top four or top three. But I'm excited to watch this. It's also a one o'clock game, too, so that's good. It'll be one of the only really good one o'clock games that I'm looking forward to. You know, besides watching the Jags absolutely shit the bed again. Um, but yeah, uh, I think in terms of starting for fantasy... There aren't too many on the corner. Chase Claypool, really, like, I- I'm going to like him going forward, but, man, after four touchdowns, do you, can, I, I don't know what we're going to see out of him this week. The teams have got to be game planning that. I'm looking for a bigger week from Deontay Johnson, but Cleveland doesn't really have a great secondary. They're missing one of their top cornerbacks. Um, I think Juju will get a lot of ward, 
So that's probably what's going to happen. But I think working over with Chase probably won't cover Deontay Johnson too much. But maybe Chase, I feel like he has a pretty good matchup against Chase. So I, I'm worried a little about him. I'm also worried about Deontay Johnson getting injured again in a game. So if you have other options, I just don't want to test it with this dude. He's free practice today. I saw that. But I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Doesn't seem doesn't seem super it definitely seems risky rather and there's no thursday game to like judge where we're going here there's two monday night games though right yeah there are two monday night games so yeah, it's gonna be tough with line decisions this week if you have a better guy than deontay and you like someone better i would be okay starting him probably not starting ebron but i guess you could cleveland doesn't have any good linebackers to cover or safeties to cover him so he's probably okay even though i don't like him that much as a talent right now but yeah i mean there's that whatever anyway um for Cleveland, we're just starting all the guys. I'm still ready for Dernis Johnson. I'm not giving up even close, dude. I, I still got him rostered. I spent a lot of waiver wire picks on this dude. I am 100%, 100 billion percent still going to start him this week. I actually didn't really start him too much last week. I think he was kind of like in the middle, but now I'm ready to start him, and I think he's going to be good. I'm I'm very excited to see where we're going from there uh, with Dernis, because I think he looked good when he came in relief of Chubb. I still think he's pretty good. You just have to use him a little bit more, and I think in this game they definitely could, because this is not going to be an easy game, and it might be a game where they want to run the ball, establish the water a lot more, so they don't have to um, I mean, if the line can win, then they're just going to run the ball, right? But, you know, so they don't have to give the ball back to Pittsburgh and let their defense, which isn't very good, you know, deal with Pittsburgh offense, which I don't think is very good either, but they've got better receivers than Cleveland as a secondary, so that's not good. Um, but, you know, Miles Garrett's a playmaker, he's a game changer, and yeah, that stuff could happen. I like Vernon still, you know, they've, they've got a good, they've got a decent line for Cleveland, probably better than the Pittsburgh offensive line. Um, but, you know, Ben also can surprise. I don't think Ben loses very often to Cleveland anyway, so that is something to keep an eye out for sure. So as a recap, we are going to take Cleveland with the points, and then we're going to take Pittsburgh straight up. Next, we're moving on to Baltimore and Philadelphia, and there isn't much to say about this one. Baltimore taking, the line is 7.5, we're taking Baltimore, minus 7.5, taking Baltimore straight up. Um, I think the real big thing to talk about in this game is Travis Fulham. Dude, if this guy can end up beating out, you know, the secondary from Baltimore, I mean... I'll have to start paying attention, but I'm not ready to anoint this guy after one game. I know I follow Jake Seeley on Twitter, and he seems to be pretty good to him. I think he did a pretty big rookie profile on him. Uh, it's interesting uh, to see, um, and there are some reports like, oh, he's our guy. He's going to start in the X going forward forever the rest of the season, but are we getting back to Sean Jackson this week? Are we getting back, um, frick, what's, oh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey? Um, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure we're not getting back uh, the, the, other, the rookie they drafted in the first round, Rigger, but... Uh, I don't know if we're getting those two other the wide receivers back. Are we going to see a lot of him? It's the Ravens defense. They've got two great cornerbacks. Got a good defensive line. I like Patrick Queen enough. Um, I'm pro I probably have to start rethinking them as one of the better defenses. I think they're probably still top five, top ten. But um, I don't think they're the number one defense anymore. Um, I, I don't think that the cornerbacks are playing. I don't think Peters is really playing rather as lights out as I thought he would be. He's still doing pretty well. He had a great pick last week. Um, I'm pretty, yeah, that was him, right? Yeah, he had a great pick last week. Uh, so I, I still like him, and I still like Calais Campbell. I like the defensive line. Um, I like Judon a lot. Uh, so there's still a lot of good stuff there. And then the offense is, you know, is, is Philly going to be able to stop them? The defense is fine, but uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get enough pressure on, on Lamar to make him too uncomfortable in the pocket. I think Lamar is getting better getting a better, doing a better job working into it. I think we'll see a lot more of J.K. Dobbins this week. Um, I feel like he's finally maybe taking a little bit of, of a turn, so I think we'll see him, and I'm expecting big things from most of the running game, to be honest. I think that could be one of Philly's better uh, ways to stop this team, 
but uh, I, I think we're finally getting close to seeing the offensive line gel a little bit more, and then we're close to seeing uh, those two running backs, or even three running backs, if they use Gus in more than the third quarter, or more than the third or fourth quarter, they think we'll start to see uh, Baltimore with better results. I just don't know any way that Philly's offense is going to be able to score more than like 21 points in this game, and I think Baltimore's got an easy 28 locked up, uh, especially Hollywood Brown. I'm not sure that Darius like, can cover him, or, or the tight end, Mark Andrews, or any of these guys, really. Um, you know, I'm still waiting for a Willie Snee kind of breakout game. I feel like these two touchdown Willie Snee game is just, just somewhere around in the corner somewhere. Just excited for when it happens. It could be this week. Um, but Philly doesn't have a bad defense, so could see this being a 28-27 game or like a 30, or I'm sorry, a 28-17 game or 20, uh, 28-20 game or, you know, a 14-28 game. I think it's probably in that range, but we like Baltimore here and we like Baltimore. If the line was like 10, I'd consider it, but at this point, there's no way. All right, uh, I mean, you, you know who to start here. Um, Fulgham is really the only question, I think, that you're questioning at this point, right? Ertz, I've dropped down a little bit in my rankings, but I don't really see a huge reason why he couldn't be successful against this Baltimore defense, so I don't think you need to worry about that. I think you start him with full confidence. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't also suggest starting Willie Sneed. I just feel like, you know, maybe it's you're in a really deep league and you're just feeling a little bit desperate, you can consider it, because I think that's coming, and I think it could be against this game where they, they put Slay on Hollywood the whole time, even though I think he's kind of ineffective, but I think that's probably what they'll do. Because, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I, the coach is smart, so <laughs> let's be real. Um, it's probably the best thing to do, the best way they can avoid that, but, um, you know, maybe if they just uh, trust Crevion LeBlanc more, because he's really good every time he's on the field, then maybe maybe we'll see this defense actually show up and be like a top-tier defense. But until that happens, until we see more Crevion LeBlanc, then... I don't think uh, I don't think we'll <laughs> know too much about this or or need to worry too much about this. So, um, yeah, Baltimore, start your guys. There's no one on the cusp I'm recommending starting. If we're, you're thinking about starting a Baltimore running back, I'm still on Ingram. But if J.K. Dobbins gets more of the work, which I think is very possible this week, then we can just consider him. You know, once once he passes that threshold of being the most used guy, I think he'll be the most used guys going forward, and it'll just be you know downhill, and it'll all be very good for the J.K. Dobbins owner. Hoping, but you know, we'll see. All right, moving on to Washington at the Giants. Um, the line is two and a half, and Washington is the underdog, so we're taking Washington, and we're also taking Washington straight up because, honestly, there were some pretty good games from Kyle Allen last year, and there were some pretty shit games from Kyle Allen last year. Let's be real. We can all be real with that. If you watched any of the film last year, you would know. You would see that, but you probably just paid attention to the really bad stuff. But fuck that. That's not what we should be in this about. He had some good games. He had some bad games. Um, Washington defense... It's going to obliterate Washington. I'm sorry, just the Washington defensive line, not the defense, because the defense is pretty, not that very good. But the Washington defensive line is going to obliterate. Let me say this again for all y'all in the back. It's going to fucking obliterate this uh, Giants offensive line. It's going to destroy them. There's just, there's no way around it. Um, the Giants have a terrible offensive line, and they're going to get fucked over by it. The, on, the, on the other side of the ball, I mean, so, you know, you probably start slaying because I don't think the secondary is too good, but man, Daniel Jones over under two and a half fumbles, I might take the over on this. Whew, it is not going to be a good day for uh, for Daniel Jones. And this kind of makes me worry about Freeman. He's definitely close to being sittable, or he's pretty close to being pretty sittable for me. I feel like you might have better guys, depending on where Le'Veon Bell at, like, lands. Like, I think I like Gibson, I like Gaskin, you know, in that kind of range. I like Singletary, I like Montgomery. I think a little more than Freeman because this matchup is just such shit. But you can start Slayton. He's obviously the best receiver here. I'm sitting Evan Ingram. He got a lot of targets earlier in the season, but he had two last week. I I just, I, I really don't believe he's he's that involved in the offense. He just hasn't looked good. Um, I think they're just going to throw a Slayton a little bit to tape, but Slayton is my guy, so you start him, and that's fine. But, you know, when we, uh, when we look on the other side of the ball, I kind of worry 
about Terry, and I know I said this last week and he was going against Baltimore, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's got two good cornerbacks, it's going to be tough for him, he's the only wide receiver they're going to care about, and he had like, I don't know, he had like 100-something yards, and he was very good, right? Let me, let me look that up. He, he wasn't 100 yards, but it, it was, uh, it was, what, like, at least like 70 or some shit like that, and he had Baltimore, I'm sorry, he did have 100 yards, I wasn't crazy, okay, 10 receptions, 118 yards, yeah, okay, thought I was going insane. Oh, wait, no, is that wrong? Wait, that was against Baltimore, and that wasn't last week. Or was it? God, what am I missing? Oh, against the Rams. Ah, okay, that was two weeks ago. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay, I thought so. So anyway, I was a little bit worried about Baltimore. Then he got shut down to the Rams, but, you know, the entire team was getting shut down by the Rams. He almost, now I remember this, because I remember watching the film. It was raining late uh, in the game, and I remember Terry, um, they almost connected. It was him and Alex Smith, almost connected on a very deep ball. Good coverage by the Rams, but I think the Rams are, like, a very good team, so, you know, give him a little bit of a pass, but this week, I am a little more concerned, you know, we saw Jalen possibly end that defense, I like Williamson, I like a few of the guys on the Rams, we saw them kind of shut down Terry in the offense, but this will be an interesting test for Bradbury, for me to look at Bradbury, because I think the Bradbury effect might be kind of real, Bradbury versus Terry, because, you know, he's the best cornerback, Terry's the best wide receiver, there isn't a lot doing in the secondary for these guys, there isn't a lot doing for the wide receiver group for Washington, could be very, possibly the most exciting quarter cornerback wide receiver matchup of the week. And I think Bradbury's going to stick with him. So that'll be very interesting for me. Um, I, I've said this a million times too. I think the Giants defense is the best part of this team. Martinez, Bradbury. Uh, I like the defensive line. They're all very good. Uh, it's an interesting defense for sure. Not a great secondary outside of Bradbury, but uh, the defensive line can probably get at, uh, at Kyle Allen. I was going to say Josh Allen. Get at Kyle Allen. Um, they're, they're pretty good in the run too. We'll see who's going to play on the offensive line for Washington, because I think Moses was struggling with an injury. I think Scherf might... Not Scherf. Um, who, who is the guy? There's, there's a guy coming back from injury from the IR that I believe is going to... <laughs> I was going to put in football team, but I feel like you can't put in football team. You have to put in, like, Washington football team, or else it doesn't, it doesn't really work out. Um, I think that guy's still on the IR, so that's fine. Um... Joshua Garrett, but Kyle Allen is playing. Gibson, free practice. Okay, good. All right, no worries. We're good here. Um, Peppers is is limited. Lawrence is limited. Slayton's limited. I'm not worried about any of this, guys. Not worried about any of the injuries here, which is fine. Um, but yeah, anyway. God, sorry. A little bit of a tangent. Um, but, so we're talking about Terry and Bradbury. I feel like I am... A little bit concerned about Terry here, but I'm probably going to start him. But it'll, this is probably the best matchup that we'll see. You know, defensive line will be good against Gibson. Um, he's probably still a start, but he's definitely a lower-end guy. Probably start, like, David Johnson over him. He's probably in that area. Probably would sit single Terry, though, with Moss being back. Um, yeah, I'd probably do that, but I'd probably take Gibson because he's, he's pretty good. But, uh, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of this Washington football team over the Giants because I think the offense for Washington is going to be better than the offense for... Uh, the Giants, and Washington's got a great defensive line, so I don't really need to worry about that. Even if uh, the Giants have a good defensive line, and they do have Bradbury, who is good, eh, it's still going to be tough for me, I think, um, to really do that. Uh, Kendall Fuller has also been good, um, but you know I'm not really sure if that matters against a guy like Slayton, because he's just going to get fed. He's a pretty fast, speedy guy that'll probably get a touchdown, so not super worried about that. Um... Looks like Moses, Moses is a full go. That's good. That's important. Yeah, yeah, I just don't hate Kyle Allen. Um, McKissick looked really good last week, too, as a spell guy to Gibson, which definitely hurts Gibson's value a little bit. But McKissick, man, he looked pretty good out of the backfield. He's definitely another weapon that could be very useful in winning this game. Um, and possibly even a starter if you're looking for someone. Possibly, though, I don't know if the targets will be there again, because 
we'll, we'll see. But if they're getting pressure as much as they were last week, then they'll just dump it to McKissick again, and it'll have a very good game, which is totally entirely possible. I think the um uh, the Giants have a pretty good rush defense, a uh, pretty good rush attack, a defensive line. So we'll see going forward, but we're taking Washington. I believe in Kyle Allen. I believe in this defense. I believe in Terry, I think, to beat out Bradbury in a game that won't be drenched in rain, and Kyle Allen get the full start, I believe. So I think we'll be okay here. I think Washington will be good, and uh, we're going Washington. The next team you've got, Atlanta at Minnesota. I think it's at Minnesota. Whatever, Atlanta versus Minnesota. And Atlanta is a four and a half point underdog. So I'm going to take Atlanta plus four and a half, and I'm taking Minnesota straight up. Um, Atlanta and Minnesota, they're both better than their records. Well, let's be honest, they're both better than the records. I think we all know that. Um, Atlanta just fired their coach, so should be exciting to see what different direction they go in. So at this point, you know, kind of hold all your Atlanta players. Maybe we'll see more, more involvement from Hayden Hurst. Possibly, although I think that was just a product, like I said in my tweets, of Austin Hooper, rather than, you know, just, uh, just, um, you know, the tight end being position that Matt Ryan wants to throw to, you know what I mean? So, we're just gonna run with, uh, we're gonna run with Atlanta with the plus, and then we're gonna run with Minnesota just straight up, because I think Minnesota is a more complete team. Again, I don't think Atlanta's defense is that bad, I think it's probably more middle of the road than people think it is. Um, and then Minnesota has a pretty middle-of-the-road defense, too. We'll see about these cornerbacks. They were pretty good for at least the first half against Seattle, which is very impressive. Because um, I, I don't really know who has a better, you know, uh, wide receiver group, Seattle or Atlanta. Uh, I think it might be Atlanta, but we'll see if Julio Jones is healthy. I'm not really sure. Also, we'll see if this game gets fucking played because, you know, Atlanta did shut down the facility, right? But I think it was a lot of false positives, so I think this should be back to practice tomorrow, and it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, they did have one positive test, but it was also a coach, so should be maybe okay, possibly limiting the spread to one or one group of guys, possibly. We'll, um, we'll definitely see. We'll definitely have to see that. But, I'm gonna take Minnesota straight up. I might end up switching this depending on how far the line moves, maybe, or I might just switch it back to Minnesota, because I think Minnesota's a better team. Kirk is a good quarterback, better than Matt Ryan, although Matt Ryan's been a little frustrated, not super good this year. Um, last week was really disappointing. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see, but I think both these guys are going to throw the ball a shit ton, and Gurley's a good running back, Madison's a good running back with Cookout, you know, you're starting these guys. I'm not starting Irv Smith, I know he's kind of like a weird kind of darling coming into the season, but I'm not really a fan of him. I think he's more of a blocker, because that's what he was, I think, in college uh, better at. Um, so, yeah, um, Jefferson's an easy start, obviously, Thielen's an easy start, those guys are so good. I... Yeah, I mean, Atlanta probably is a better wide receiving group, though, and a better tight end, I think, Caden Hurst. So, better weapons. Minnesota's been having, actually, a really good uh, offensive line, too, which is really impressive. Yan's been great at the defense. I think they just have more talent, and they probably edge out Atlanta, but this game could go either way, man. I could see Matt Ryan throwing for four touchdowns, zero picks, and Atlanta just stomping him, and I could see Kirk going for, like, three touchdowns, one pick. Probably has a lower ceiling than Matt Ryan, but I can definitely see that. These guys are going to pick on young cornerbacks on both sides of the ball, with good quarterbacks and good wide receivers, should be a shootout. Take the over, whatever the fuck it is, probably like 55 and a half or some dumb shit like that. Um, I would probably take the over in this and just hope for a high-scoring Bonanza-esque game because these cornerbacks are pretty bad. Definitely worse safeties for Atlanta, good safeties for Minnesota, but that doesn't really stop teams from picking on the cornerbacks. So let's see what, yeah, it's 54 and a half, the over-under. So probably taking the over on that, even though I don't like doing over-unders too much, but I'm probably taking the over on that. And, uh, you know, just expecting this game to be a pretty high-scoring game. With Yen, you know, probably getting a strip sack. I don't think he actually has any strip sacks this year, but he's looking for him. On the one sack he got last week, he was looking for it. He had the hand up. He was ready to slap it down, ready to go. So, 
we'll uh we'll see what that looks like uh we'll see what that is going forward we'll see how how impactful he makes Cause i remember when the jaguars beat cleveland in their 2017 season uh when cleveland was dropping when they were a terrible team yeah and did seal the game with a strip sack it's possible something like that could happen he is a playmaker and that's probably why you pay him the big bucks and why jacksonville probably should have paid him a big bucks even though there's no reconciling that position but whatever it's fine okay so yeah we got uh atlanta uh, minnesota straight up and then atlanta with the points Next, we're moving on to the best game of the afternoon. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm taking Jacksonville with the points, and I'm taking Jacksonville straight up. I don't care who you pick in this one. This is a toss-up for me. Um, I just like Jacksonville because I'm going to root for them. I'm going to go with them. Uh, I think, again, and it was brought up on Big Cat Country, which is like the sports network or SB Nation like uh, affiliate site or whatever for the Jaguars specifically. Um, they were talking about how maybe they were making Minshew too, too much, and I totally agree. I don't think they're going to be down super big in this game too often, because I think, you know, Detroit has a good offense and a good quarterback, and the Jaguars' defense is pretty bad, but they're going to get back Miles Jack. They're going to get back, I think, Josh Allen is going to be looking to play. I haven't actually checked up on that, but let's check it out right now, because I, I do want to check that. I, I saw Miles Jack was full practice, which is good, um, but I, I'm curious about CJ Henderson also. And I'm curious about Josh Allen. Yeah, limited, limited. Miles Jack was free. Charco's not practicing. That was the big one, which is unfortunate. But we're going to get Linder back, which is good. Uh, Levishka should play. You know, if Charco's going to be able to play, which doesn't seem to be trending in that right way right now, that'll be really good for the Jags. Um, and I think that's makes it more clear for me that they're going to win the game. But, you know, getting the defense back to being okay. Fucking Sidney Jones, man. I don't know why this guy was cut. He just needed some playing time to iron out some of these kinks. But he's actually turned into some... Making some pretty good plays because the Jaguars defense otherwise fucking blows. <laughs> it is not very good. Um, yeah, I mean, we got Gerard Wilson back. What a pick last week. Our defense is not good. I definitely won't say it's good, but it's coming together a little bit better than what we saw or than what I thought they might have been coming into the year at least. Um, which is not great, but not good. Oh my god, did Le'Veon Bell go to the Chiefs? Is that actually real Adam Schefter on, on Instagram? It is Adam Schefter. Okay. So, breaking news as I record the podcast, it looks like Le'Veon Bell is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. That is a great relief to my fantasy uh, um, teams because I don't own any Clyde edwards Lair everywhere, and I own a lot of Le'Veon Bell. So, that actually makes Le'Veon in a way better situation. Um, I think it'll be probably a bigger split for, um, like, CEH is probably going to get more time. I don't think it'll be like a 50-50 split, especially not um, you know, directly, like, immediately, like, he might not even be active for this week, but we'll have to check on that when we get there, but CH definitely takes a hit, <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting one, for sure, um, I think this is a total upgrade for Le'Veon Bell, though, so, man, oh, dude, I could see that this could be a sick revenge tour, I think they play <coughs> the Jets, <coughs> need to play the Jets next week, so, that will be interesting, uh, for sure to see, uh, that is really good for Le'Veon Bell on her stuff. You held on to him. It didn't cut him after the Jets cut him, which you definitely shouldn't have done. That is some real, real good stuff, and you should be very excited. Yeah, dude, Sidney Jones um, has a, a very good grade uh, for for um, from PFF, especially in coverage, 92.5 in the one game. So that that's pretty good. We get Sidney Jones and we get CJ Henderson together. Um, kind of don't hate that cornerback combo for the rest of the year. It won't be great. It'll be very young, you know, very inexperienced, but it definitely won't be too bad. Um, we're getting sample back. Feeling like this defense could be a little bit better than I thought it would have been coming into the year with Miles Jack playing so well. Schobert's been pretty okay, too. He hasn't been great, but he's been fine. Um, and the offensive line's playing pretty good. I think the Jaguars will win this game. They've got a good team. For Detroit, um, 
I'll, I'll be real, like, they, they have a fine team too, but that defense is such a fucking mess. Desmond Trufant is not practicing still. Uh, Ragnow is limited factors, but he'll probably play. Um, it's kind of a toss-up to see whose offense is going to be able to beat whose defense, but, I mean, are we going to see more DeAndre Swift? I'm not sure. I think we probably will. Um, Peterson, I think, should kind of get, be getting phased out as we get long, you know, longer into the season. He gets more tread on the tiles. He's old tires. He's old as fuck. You know, we'll see how that goes. I, Minshew still hasn't been playing great, but last week he definitely, um, was better than the past two weeks, so that's an encouraging sign, but Houston is a pretty terrible, uh, he, they have a pretty terrible defense, so, you know, not great, but I think Detroit actually kind of has a terrible defense, too, so, we will, we'll see about this game, I think my gush is telling me Jaguars, and, you know, I bet against the Jaguars most of the games this year, except for the Miami game, and I think, and they, when they won, they beat Indy, so, you know, it's kind of, you know, another toss-up, um, but I don't know. It's possible that Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and Damian Andola and Cephas and their guys just all eat. Um, we can't cover tight ends, so Hawkinson is like a huge start for me. Um, the offensive line's been, I think, okay for them so far. It looks like it's actually been pretty good per PFF. Um, probably just as good as the Jaguars offensive line. Man, maybe these guys' offenses just really run over each other. That would be very interesting to see. I just don't like this defense at all. They don't get a lot of pressure. They don't have a great secondary it's just not something I'm interested in besides Flowers. I do like Flowers. He's, he has been pretty good this year. I will say that. Danny Shelton's been pretty good, too. But it's probably about the extent of their defense that I like. I like Harmon and Collins. Okay, Trufant hasn't been very good. He's also been hurt. So, kind of shit. Um, I think this game just kind of comes down to the quarterbacks because the weapons are going to be there. Defenses are going to be shit. And uh, we'll see who can do it better. I'm hoping it's Minshew. It'll be definitely good for his job security going forward if they can beat Detroit. Because this is week six, right? I'm pretty sure they have a bye week next week. So going into the bye, getting a win is pretty important for the Jags. Um, I've just got him. It's a gut feeling. You know, if you go the other way, I wouldn't hate that. Maybe I'll switch it up if the line moves any farther in a certain way. Like, if it gets down to, like, one or two, like, is it going Detroit? I don't think it'll move that far. I think, in fact, it might go up to, like, four or four and a half. And then I'd be very interested in taking the Jaguars with the points. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely have to see. Definitely have to check that shit out. So, yeah, we're going to look into that. Okay, moving on. We have... Cincinnati and Indy. Um, I think people are complaining about Jonathan Taylor, but um, I don't know why. Uh, like I, I really just don't. I, 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 he's. I guess the stats just haven't showed up as much, but he just isn't getting as much work. You know these stats. He has twenty six. He had nine carries in the first game, which was to be expected. Marlon Mack was still there. Then he had twenty six. Then he had thirteen. Then he had seventeen. Then he had twelve. Like, can we? Can we just use him more? I, I just don't understand it. Cleveland game, they were having playing catch-up. The Chicago game, they should have used him more. The Jets game was kind of out of reach, sure. The Minnesota game was also out of reach, though, but they used him a shit ton. I, I just don't... It, it just very much bothers me that he's not getting more carries. He did get more as a percentage this week, for sure. Just get rid of Hines, run him down down these guys' throats. I know they're getting Jim Atkins back, but this offensive line for Indy is going to belittle. They're going to... Belittle is probably a shitty word. They're just going to blow them the fuck out. They're absolutely going to blow out this defensive line. I don't care if they've got Geno Atkins. This offensive line is so good. They get, they're going to get Costanza back this week. I'm like 98% sure. I know Darius Leonard didn't practice today, but I, I, I'm pretty optimistic for him. Um, hopefully he'll play. Yeah, Costanza was a free practice today, which is good. Wilkins did not practice. That's fine. Marley Cox did not practice. Autry didn't practice. That's interesting. I really like him so far this year. Um, Leonard isn't practicing, but I still don't think that matters really. Uh, Atkins was limited. Hubbard's not going to play. Mixon was, oh, oh, it was done a practice for a personal reason. That's fine. No worries about that. Um, I wouldn't worry about AJ Green either. Mixon, Mackenzie Alexander probably will play. That's interesting. 
Um, but I don't think it matters. Cincinnati is not a very good team. The Colts have a pretty good defense. Pretty surprised to be saying that with like a straight face. Um, it just feels all very inconsistent. But they did trade for Buckner, which is very good. And Houston's been fine. Rhodes has been good. I like Kenny Moore a lot. Um, Okariki's been good too. I like him. Autry, I think, has been pretty good too. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see with this one, but I don't think it'll be super close. I really feel like they just use Taylor more. They don't rely on Philip Rivers as much, because Philip Rivers does not look very good. They'll beat this team pretty easy just using the offensive line to bulldoze, uh, Cleveland and then play good defense. I think that'll be the story. I think it'll be kind of a low-scoring game. You know, Rivers can do certain things in limited fashion. If he just feeds the ball to Hilton and gets him, like, 10 targets a game, that'll probably be very good for the Colts, very good for Hilton as a fantasy asset too, but I think that remains to be seen, I think Zach Pascal will probably get more work, but in an ideal world, I think you just feed the ball to Hilton more, um, and that'll work out for you, uh, I, I, I believe that's accurate, but I still think this is a game where they just run the ball, rely on the defense, and come out of here with a pretty easy win, the line for this one is eight and a half, and I'm taking Indy with that, I tried the backdoor cover with, uh, with Cincinnati last week, and they bulldozed by a good defense, if the Colts had Darius Leonard, I uh, I struggle with that because the quarterbacks are so good for Baltimore, but they, Indian Baltimore's defense at full health, for each of them at full health, would be a lot closer than I think I thought initially coming into the year. So I think Cincinnati gets beat. Um, unless Burrow has some really late-game antics, uh, they probably won't backdoor cover. But I still like Higgins to start. I don't like Burrow to start. I don't like Rivers to start. I'm starting Taylor. Um, I like Cox. We'll have to see about his status. Hilton is a tough guy. Um, if we see two weeks in a row with 10-plus targets, then going forward, I'm pretty going to trust him. I think going... Uh, but we'll have to see that, really, to believe it. And I haven't seen it yet. We both haven't seen it yet, so we'll have to see. On that one, I'm not recommending him as a start uh, for Cincinnati. Start your studs, which I think Higgins is a stud. Sit A.J. Green. He should be cut at this point, but start AJ Green, uh, don't, don't start A.J. Green. If you have him, definitely sit him. But you start Mixon, um, even though it's going to be tough with DeForest Buckner. Uh, still kind of going to be tough, but I'd still start mixing. You got to start your studs. And, uh, you know, I like him enough, especially, you know, later in the game. I, I, I think he, I think he can get some pretty good work. I don't think they'll go to Geo too often. And if they do, it'll be to their own detriment. And then the coach will get, actually the coach probably won't get fired, but Zach Taylor, right? I don't think he'll get fired, but the coach will get lambasted for using that. Cause I mean, Geo, Geo's not even that good in, in pass blocking anymore. I mean, he used to be a lot better at that. He's not even good in pass blocking anymore. Use Joe Mixon there. It just, it blows my mind. But you can start, uh, you can start the two wide receivers, Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, and then Joe Mixon, that's all I'm interested in that. Just most of the studs. Any guy even close to being on the edge, I probably sit in this game though. I think it'll be a low scoring game. I think he's going to come out on top. Now we got one of the more interesting games of the weekend. Interesting as in, I, I don't know what these teams are too much. You know what I mean? Uh, Chicago and Carolina. I'm going to take Chicago straight up, and then we're going to take Chicago plus one and a half. I think that's a pretty easy one for me. Um, You know, the Panthers' offense is not that bad, Um, but the Bears' defense is like a top five unit, and it's really not close for me. Um, It... it I don't know what else to say besides pretty much everywhere except for the linebackers. I still like Roquan Smith and Trevathan. They just haven't been super good this year. Everywhere except for the linebackers. This is a very good defense. Mac Fuller, uh, Jalen Johnson's been really good. Gibson is fine, but they got Eddie Jackson. Hicks is there. Quinn has been pretty okay. I think definitely overpaid, but he's been he's a fine player. I think we knew that already. Um. And then in the offense, they've got Robinson, 
Montgomery's okay. Jimmy Graham's been pretty good. Um, Nick Foles is absolute shit, and they should definitely sit him and put in uh, Mitch Trubisky. But if he's able to be, you know, a little bit more... I, I don't want to say consistent, because he's consistently kind of shit, but if he's able to be more controlling of the ball and not turn the ball over and not make these stupid throws that should be... Uh, that fucking should be interceptions, but aren't actually interceptions, then I think Foles, um, can lead the senior victory, but I kind of hate him as a player, so we'll see. Carolina, on the other side, though, a very weird team, because, like I said at the beginning of the season, the defense wasn't very good, but they're kind of coming on a little bit right now. Um, you know, Burns, Yergos Matos, uh, we got Derek Brown, come on short, They've been, you know, they've been pretty good. If Oaken has stayed healthy, and they've got a pretty good, they've got some really good weapons. Davis has been not, I, I would say CMC-esque, you know, I, that, that, even that's kind of high praise, but I would say CMC-esque. Like, that, that's pretty close to being up there, I think. Um, I I definitely like uh, Bridgewater more than Nick Foles, but I'm not starting out of these guys in fantasy, and I don't think they'll have very good days. But Bridgewater definitely has more weapons to throw to. DJ Moore uh, had that one big touchdown, and that's something that a good defense, a generally good defense, probably has a hard time stopping overall. Um, but I do trust the cornerback still, which is weird to say, because I didn't really love Jalen Johnson going into the year, but he's proven me wrong so far, for sure. Um, Rob Anderson's a stud. Chris Samuel can be used effectively. The offensive line holds up here and stops Khalil Mack and Hicks and Quinn... And, uh, you know, Roquan isn't very good at covering running backs. It's possible this team is okay. Uh, um, it's going to be a tough one for sure, but I'm taking a team with a better defense and a very, very good defense at that, even if the offense might be a little bit worse um, over a young team that's finally, I think, going against a real, a really good team. If Carolina is able to come out with this and they're com able to come out 4-2, and two, this might be a playoff team in the NFC, which is fucking crazy to think about, but they might be a playoff team. Um, that kind of blows my mind. Like, we'd have... If they were to go to four and two, we'd have uh, what the Packers, the Bears, the Panthers, Tampa Bay, the Saints, Tampa Bay, the Saints, said Carolina, then Dallas. Oh my God! And then we have the two NFC, we have the two NFC West teams, the Rams and the 49ers. Man, that's a lot going on there, isn't it? Hmm, very interesting. I think. Oh man. Uh yeah, we got this, this. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a very crowded picture if Carolina comes out of here. But I think Chicago gets this win in a lower-scoring game. But if Carolina's able to find some weaknesses and we see, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Harrison break off for big, long touchdowns, it's it's possible that um, we have a Carolina victory here, and then we got some weird shit in the, the NFC. Um, I don't think you can sit Robbie Harrison just at this point because he's Robbie Anderson. I don't think you can sit Moore either because he can break it off at any time. Can't sit Davis. But everything else is ancillary on uh, Carolina, and you don't want to start them. I think, though, Anderson and Moore definitely get a downgrade. So if you're able to pick up someone good, you think, or you're able to like start someone who's coming up a bye week, that's good, and you want to sit these guys, you don't have too much bye week stuff affecting you. But one thing I would definitely caution against, even though these guys are lower in my rankings, I'm not putting like Chase Claypool or like, any wave wire hero like that shit in front of Anderson or Moore. That's just not happening. I don't care if he had four touchdowns last week. That's just fluky as fuck. And, um... I don't think it'll happen, so, uh, yeah, that looks good for, for, for Carolina, and then for the Bears, um, we're taking Foles to not start, but we'll, we'll be okay with him throwing the ball to Allen Robinson, and Jimmy Graham, I like, I think both these guys are starts, I'm not starting anyone else, uh, I don't want to start the running back, <laughs> or Cordell Patterson, really, uh, 
I just, I, I don't know how good he is, and I think this is actually a pretty good defensive line. Short and Brown are both very good at stopping the run, so I, I, I feel like that's kind of where we're at. Um, just kind of start your studs, but I'm not starting the Bears running back. So, yeah, well, um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see going forward, but yeah, I, uh, I feel like I said that like 15 times. We don't have to see going forward. We just have to see what it's like on Sunday, but I don't, I don't really want to start the Bears running backs. I just, it feels weird. He, he's like in my Miles Gaskin range, but I probably just not going to start him if I have better options. It just doesn't, he feels kind of bad, <laughs> you know? So we're not going to start him, but we'll take Chicago and we'll take the points. So that's a pretty easy one for me. All right, we got Miami and the Jets. Easy one. Jets are fucking trash. They're fucking terrible. Um, I was wrong about Jamison Crowder. That's kind of on me. Um, I would start him, obviously, going forward, no question. But Joe Flacco's starting the ball again, so, uh, you know, no, don't start anyone else. If you still have Chris Herndon getting the fuck off your team, I'm not interested in Barrios, any of those fucking dumbass guys. Not any of that shit for the Jets. Not into, not into anyone. I think we might actually see Mims back this week, but he's going to start slow. I, I think that's without question, um, so there's no reason to start him. No reason to start anyone. Le'Veon Bell's not on the team anymore. Why are you starting the Jets? Jets defense, it's okay. I mean, Maine is fine. Desir had those two picks, I guess. Uh, got Williamson, who's fine, I guess. He's a fine linebacker. Quentin Williams might be on the chopping block, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen with him. Um, I'm chopping block, I mean trading block. Uh, this Jets defense isn't very good. The Jets are probably the worst team in the league, especially even what they have Darnold. It's not really a huge upgrade. I know they're on Flacco, but it's going to be Gore and P. Ryan. P. Ryan's an interesting guy to add, but I'm not starting Gore or P. Ryan in this game. It's just, it's, I don't know what's going to happen with, with the play calls. Adam is kind of shit. And um, this should be an easy game for Miami, who has a good defense. Um, don't really care because Crowder's just gotten a million targets, and he's fine. Um, but yeah, Miami is, uh, thank God they didn't sign uh, Le'Veon Bell because. First off, I don't even think Le'Veon was probably going to suit up against the Jets, and he probably wants to, even though they'll probably get him again. Uh, I don't think they've. I think this is the first time they played him, right? It must be. Uh, but yeah, Gaskin's job is secure. Love Gaskin. Like Miami's offense. I like their defense probably even more. Uh, Miami's going to be three and three on the year, and you know I predict them to go seven and nine to the year, and I think that's probably about where they fall. But it's possible this team, you know, pushes for a well card spot in the AFC if other AFC teams fall apart, and you know if maybe Buffalo falls apart a little bit because they have a pretty shit defense. We'll have to see going forward. Miami gets a win. They go to 3-3. Three and, th three and three. This line is actually, it's minus 9.5 Miami, and I'm still taking Miami minus 9.5. I don't know what you'd have to put this game at. I know it's a division game, but I don't know what you'd have to put this game at in order for me to like uh, the Jets. Like, maybe 14? Maybe 15? God, I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm taking the Jets at this point. So, Miami, easy. Let's go with it. Easy clap. Don't worry about it. Start all your Miami players. Literally every single one of your Miami players. Kaseki, Fitzpatrick, Preston Williams. Uh, fucking Isaiah Ford, uh, Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin, start them all. Easy. All right, we've got Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Super fun bays. Um, just in very different parts of the world. Um, this is probably like the teams with the best talent going up against each other. You might say Kansas City and Buffalo, but those are just offenses that have the best, the better talents going against each other. For the Jets, I'm sorry, for Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Both these defenses are good. Both these offenses are good. Wow, I am not excited to start any of these guys, though, in fantasy. <laughs> I mean, you're starting starting the big dudes, right? Like, I'm I'm, I'm not starting Brady, I don't think. And I think you can, you can consider sitting Rodgers if you want to. Coming off a bye, Rodgers is really good. He's having an MVP-type season. Um, 
but I think this could be a very huge Aaron Jones game where Aaron Jones just dominates. But that could be in conjunction with, uh, with you know, passing the ball with, with Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, also Jamal Williams caught, like, nine balls what, the week before, right? So, I don't know it's possible. I, I guess you probably wouldn't sit Aaron Rodgers. He's probably in my top 15. Uh, Brady, I'm probably going to sit. We don't know the status of Godwin. It seems like Mike Evans is still kind of hurt. He's limited in practice. So, we'll have to see about that going into Sunday. But, I mean, this should be a really fun game to watch. Both defenses are very good. I know fucking Vita Vey is lost for the season, which really sucks, but that definitely helps Jones. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay in this one, and the spread is one, so we're going to take Green Bay minus one. And that's just, I mean, I, in order for me to take Tampa Bay, it would probably have to be around five. Um, I really like Tampa Bay still. I re they're a very good team. But Green Bay is like a Super Bowl contender. And they were last year. I mean, and obviously they were going to be this year. They didn't do anything last year to hurt themselves. They just got a little bit older. Which, honestly, is probably good for some of the young guys on defense. So, you know, really get into their prime, like the Smith brothers and stuff. So, yeah, um, this is going to be a really fun game to watch. And uh, start only your studs in this one. Only if you have to as well. Because both defenses are good. Could see more of a defensive struggle. But both these quarterbacks are great. So, I don't know. Man, this is going to be a good game to watch. I don't have much to say besides I like Green Bay better. They're just a... They're probably a better team at this point, but I don't really, I don't really know, I don't really know what to think about it, because I really like, I really like Tampa Bay, and I really like the money in the division, but they lose this game, go to 3-3, it's getting a little tighter, competing with New Orleans. Who's in a bye week this week? I don't know, we'll see. Anyway, let us move on to... L.A. Oh, I said Green Bay, right? I have Green Bay and Green Bay minus one. Let's move on to L.A. and San Fran. Uh, this line is only minus three, and I know this is a division game, but I'm taking L.A. minus three. I take L.A. minus ten at this point. L.A. is it's going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. I, I like, I'm sorry, like they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. That's where we are. I don't think people are starting to realize it, but when L.A. is like, uh, like eight and three or like eight and two. This is going to be, and people are going to to start to realize that LA is a playoff team, again, and a very good playoff team. Um, I, I don't know how San Fran plans on stopping uh, Woods and Cup, but they're both in my like top 13 for wide receivers this, this week. Um, Jared Goff is great. San Fran can still get some pressure on him, but I was really concerned about that with Washington's defensive line, who is so much better than San Fran's line. I think San Fran has two good players on the de uh, defensive line, but I mean, up and down the Washington line, they have better players. Uh, and, and that really didn't affect Goff too much. So we're going Goff, we're going Goff easy on this one, um, and we're going LA to beat beat them by, like, I, this game is going to fall anywhere from, like, 10-point victory to, like, 20-point victory. I don't think it'll be close. LA is going to establish dominance, and people finally maybe recognize them as a team that they are, Super Bowl contender, because that's what they are. Um, for San Fran, Ayuk and Debo, if you want to go and try it, that's up to you, man. I don't think they're super high in my rankings. We saw Terry get shut down. He was the only good wide receiver on Washington, and I don't think either of those guys are better than, than Terry. I know it was a rainy game, and, you know, they had switch quarterbacks and all that stuff, but, I mean, we're really trusting Jimmy G to be that good against them. I like Kittle. He's fine starting San Fran. I like Mostert. He's fine. He's got to contend with Donald and Brockers and this pretty good, um, you know, front group, but... Uh, I don't know, LA is going to walk away with this one pretty easy, so, you know, start Ayuk and Debo at your own risk, I think those are very risky plays, I, I wouldn't do them, LA, you're starting the boys, and if we're starting any running backs, it's going to be Henderson for me, I don't know, I didn't personally see too much, you know, difference between all of them, but PFF has their, uh, Henderson as their top running back, and I don't really like Iggers too much, and, you know, I'm pretty wishy-wishy on Malcolm Brown, so, 
we're going with Henderson and we're going to start him. And that's easy. I'm pretty sure it's Henderson. I'm hopefully not speaking out of my ass because Henderson and Brown are like, I think they were taken in the same draft or Brown is like 2016. I'm pretty sure Henderson is 2019, right? Um, they just all kind of blur to me, but I know which one's which when I look at PFF. Yeah, it was Henderson. I'm not crazy. Right? He was a guy last year. Yeah. Memphis. It was a round three selection. Guess it was a round three selection. Oh, it was Akers this this year too. Oh my God. It's, it's almost like sometimes that shit doesn't really matter. Right? Akers was a third round pick. And I don't hate Akers to be fair. Oh, he's a second round pick from the Seminoles. Whatever. He's a second round pick. Like I get investing capital in these guys, um, draft capital and that kind of means stuff. But when you, you have a good hand, you ride that hand, especially in a running back group that has had, you know, all of this, uh, all of this like turmoil and like, you know, this guy's good this week, then this guy's good this week. It's like, Dude, just, just, um, it's hard to pick, but if there's such a deep outlier in PFF, I'm going with the highest guy. So I'm going to pick Henderson, and I think you could start him. Don't start any of those guys. And the Rams are going to kill it, so it's entirely possible that even two Rams running backs have touchdowns this week, and two of them are pretty good, so that's definitely possible, but I guess my, my, my tier ranking on that would probably be Henderson, Akers, then Brown, I think. But Akers and Brown, either way, I can see that, but definitely Henderson at the top. Um, okay, we are moving on to our second to last game. Wow, that went a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, we've got Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, Kansas City's only a four-point favorite. Um, so we're taking Kansas City straight up, and we're taking Kansas City minus four. I finally, look, I, I think Patrick Holmes is a top-five quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the league, um, just going forward, like, between, this year it's probably between Russ and Rodgers so far, but I finally saw some really good tape from, from, uh, from Mahomes, and I was really happy to see it, because he hadn't been bad really before, he just was... I don't know if the word's, like, careless or not not really worrying about how good he was because they were beating teams pretty easy. But, man, when the, and that, that loss to the Raiders, who were legit, like, a pretty good team, he had some he put on some really good film. He was looking like vintage Mahomes fucking unstoppable. So um, I think maybe he might just be, like, a slow starter, too. It's entirely possible. Um, so I'm just going to I'm gonna take uh, Kansas City, and I'm going to take them with the points, and I'm going to start Michael Hardman. Fuck Sam Watkins. Thank God he's out of the lineup. Hopefully... Oh my god, I'm gonna get flashbacks to, like, week one from Robinson, like, actually getting catches and points, which shouldn't happen, but Mikkel, uh and Tyreek are probably gonna combine to score three touchdowns. Buffalo's defense is shit. I don't give a fuck Trey Davis White's there or not at this point. I don't give a fuck. Kansas City's gonna rock it over them. They're gonna destroy them offensively. And I think Josh Allen is a good quarterback. Um, I think Stephon Diggs is the best wide receiver in football right now, so he's got that going for him. Um, as long as Josh Allen doesn't throw turnovers, the first turnover was kind of bullshit, not really his fault. Um, it was a little bit behind him, but shouldn't have been that pop-up intersection. The second one, eh, probably his fault. But, um, as long as Josh Allen, you know, avoids that kind of stuff, they could be in this game. But I, uh, I, I, I worry a little bit about, um, about this defense. I worry a little bit about this offense going up against Kansas City, who doesn't have a terrible defense, even though they dealt up 40, 40 points to Las Vegas, but... That's, you know, neither here nor there, because I think Las Vegas is a good team. But um, I think Josh Allen is, is good. You know, he, he avoided, for the most part, the turnover-worthy stuff. Um, I know it has two picks, but the second one was really more his fault. The first one wasn't really his fault. Um, he's getting John Brown back, so that's good. Uh, I, I think um, the Bills will be in this game, but... I mean, unless the spread was going to be, like, eight or nine points, I don't think I was going to take the Bills. Um, I think Kansas City just destroys them this week. And it'll be more of a statement game I think they need so far in in, in this uh, crowded, possibly AFC landscape with the with the Las Vegas kind of, you know, nipping at the at their heels. Um, so I think Kansas City's going to win this one. I don't think it's going to be close. But, you know, both two very good coaches going up against each other. Um, so that's very interesting to note, or very interesting to see. I love McDermott. I love Andy Reid, obviously. Um, but Kansas City gets a win here pretty easy. Um, in terms of starting guys, start Diggs, start Brown if he plays, 
start Josh Allen, start Mahomes. Uh, so it looks like we have Le'Veon Bell in Kansas City. Thank God we're getting to them later. Uh, I don't think you start Le'Veon Bell. I don't even know if he'll be active. He's just going to get there on a Thursday or Friday, and the game's on Monday. It doesn't really seem possible for him to pick up the system and be ready to go. So start Clyde Bertillard easily. Start all your studs. Start Michael Hardman. Um, yeah, for Buffalo, yeah, you just start Diggs. Um, he's the number one, he's probably my number one wide receiver for this week. Very excited about that. So go Kansas City, they're going to beat Buffalo. And then maybe Buffalo fans will start, stop harassing me on Twitter for my Josh Allen takes, which I really didn't think were that bad. I called him a good quarterback. So I don't know. I don't know what else they want from me. Anyway, moving on from to the last game, which is Dallas and Arizona. Um, I've got Dallas, they're underdogs. It's kind of yikes for me. Like, do, do people think that Arizona have, has a good defense? I, I get they have a good offense and this should be a high scoring game. But do people also realize that Andy Dolan is like 31, he's like, what, 31, 32? He's, he's not a bad quarterback. Like, it just kind of blows my mind. He's going to have the best weapons he's ever had his entire fucking career, and it's not even close. Like, I mean, Amari Cooper and AJ Green, like, in their primes are probably very similar receivers, right? And then he has CD Lamb and Michael Gallup to go with him. Man, I'm excited for Andy Dalton to light it up. He was one of my top waiver wire ads, even in none two quarterback leagues. Man, I'm just excited to see Andy Dalton light up Arizona's defense because, shit, they lost Chandler Jones. They had, like, three good players on defense, and they lost one of them. It is not good for Arizona. This team is... I'm finally going to get it right where I'm going to say this team is, like, one season away because this team is, like, one season away. Arizona is going to have to be able to block two very talented pass rushers. I don't know if they can do it. Dallas is a pretty shitty secondary, so... And I love Kyler. He's, like, a top five, top seven quarterback in real life and fantasy going forward for probably the rest of his career. They've got a great quarterback there. But is that going to be enough to beat Dallas so they have a very good offense, too? I don't think so. So we're going uh, Dallas, and this is an easy one for me. I think I think it's a pretty easy one. I'm definitely going to bet Dallas straight up if they're the underdog. That's that's an easy win for me, I think. Put, might put a decent amount of money on it. Maybe put a tenner on that. Whew, yeah, I know I'm getting spicy here, but we'll have to see on Sunday. Um, but anyway, so we got that. Um, let's see. For Arizona, I've seen Kirk being started in a few places uh, and a few shallower leagues, honestly, too. I don't hate it, but I'm definitely not super into it. Um, I think that... It could be a Larry game, it could be an Indy Isabella game, but it's going to be probably one, or it could be or it could be a Kirk game, but it's going to be one of them probably, right? So we'll, we'll have to see with that one. I just, um, I, I think Dallas obviously has a better receiving group, and I think Arizona secondary is probably just as bad as Dallas, just doesn't get picked on as much because they have Patrick Pearson and Buda Baker, who are, you know, names are pretty good, but um, we gotta, we gotta go with Dallas here. I don't know how you cannot take them. They're still a very good team. Uh, and Arizona just isn't a complete team yet. I don't, Dalton is definitely a downgrade from Dak, but Dalton is still probably an average quarterback, which is honestly all Dallas needs because they've got great weapons. So, um, yeah, you're going to start all the wide receivers you can. Andy Isabella, Larry Fitzgerald, Kirk. I think Kirk is number one into Isabella's two and then Larry's three. They, uh, Dallas also gets beat a lot in the deep ball, which is kind of Andy's, Isabella's thing and kind of Kirk's thing. So probably better than Larry's running slants, but I think that's kind of where I'm at. And obviously you start DeAndre. Um, in terms of the running backs, you could start Chase if you want. Um, he's more of a receiving guy, so consider him like a James White-esque guy. Um, I'm still starting Drake. I don't really care. People will say to sell Drake, all that stuff. Like, I get it. Um, but Chase Evans has just taken away the touchdowns, and... That doesn't seem like it's going to last all year. I could see Drake getting at least a touchdown this week. Um, maybe even a pass from Kyler, even though Chase Edmonds is definitely taking over that pass-catching role. Um, I think he's a better pass blocker, too, which definitely helps his case. So 
We'll have to see about that stuff. But Dallas for the win, even though the underdogs are just boggling my mind without. I know it's without Dak, but still. Um, yeah, we'll uh, definitely keep an eye on the injury report for this one. We'll see if any of the Cowboys. Uh, we get any of the Cowboys linemen back this week, which I don't think we will, but we have to just check that injury report because I'm not sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant defensive line. Sorry. We'll see if, we'll see if Griffin comes back, which apparently was not injury related, which is good. Um, and DeMarcus Lawrence repractice is not a big deal. Diggs repractice. That's good. Um, okay. Nothing worried here, but a Baker free practice. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, I, I still think Arizona's offensive line is going to get eaten. You know, Kyler's good at that stuff, but he's he's more better at, like, throwing the ball away. More better. He's just better at throwing the ball away than anything, you know? Which is important. Uh, okay. So, I think that's all of the teams. We got all the stuff going. Um, yeah. I think these, these podcasts that I do by myself are pretty good. I think they're fine. Um, so, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast. You know, check me out on Twitter. I do stuff on Twitch. Um, I review every single game. I watch every game. I write about almost every game. Um, sometimes I, I think I might've missed actually the Giants game two weeks ago, but that's okay. The Bears game I wrote about somewhere on Twitter. I can't find it. Maybe I deleted it, but, uh, I'm going to review one more film game. You can check me out on Twitter and then, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Thanks for checking it out. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.